Hello, this is Canary in a Coal Mine, and this is Jay Henry, the writer and voice of Canary P.I. It is August 4th, 2022 as of recording this, and today we will be discussing our newest episode, The Dreaded Drive-In of Dog Island. Uh, sorry to say this will be a no-frills, no-guest episode, but uh, hopefully we got some good stuff for you. Uh, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but I wanted to talk about this episode while it's still uh, fresh in my mind. So here we go. Uh, it's been it's been three weeks since it's been released. Um, is it tearing up any charts? Nah. Was it a creative success? Hell yeah, it was. Uh, let's do a quick summary. Let's let's do a quick summary. Crick? I think I said crick. Let's do a quick summary of the story. Here we go. Uh, so after season one, I kind of dropped the classic monster uh, starting point. Uh, even if there was a vampire in season two, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the inspiration for this episode was the summer comedy Revenge of the Nerds Part 2, Nerds in Paradise, and the horror film Basket Case. So after the exploits of Season 2, Canary is finding himself burnt out and, uh, needing a break. Naturally. So he decides to take a summer vacation. Great idea, right? Wonderful. Except, uh, it's pretty much the vacation from hell. Everything goes wrong. Uh, after being sold a bum travel package from a fly-by-night agency. So, everything's going terrible. And of course, the weirdos come to him, right? Whether he's on duty or not, they're gonna find him. So, he meets a one-armed gentleman named Denny Durwood, who runs the only decent thing to do on the island, the Dog Island Drive-In. And it turns out his presumed dead twin brother is living under the floorboards of his projection booth. And all kinds of drama is revealed. Great, wonderful. A, lo- a lovely story for the ages. So from the get-go, this was just a h- big undertaking. So just like the Disorder in the Order episode, which I haven't done a Canary in a Coal Mine episode yet, but it's coming eventually. Uh, this was also a holiday special or a season special, whatever you want to call it. And this was to incorporate everyone who was in season two. Um, and this time we had m- more people, I think. Uh, maybe a couple more, one or two more. I don't have the figures in front of me. Anyway, uh, writing this one was just like a torture at times. I don't know what, what it was. It was just like writer's block. I kept getting stuck writing it, and it seemed to move at a snail's pace. It just couldn't couldn't get the script done. I just couldn't do it. I don't know why I agonized over it so much this time. Uh, I think I was just maybe a little burnt out. Not unlike Canary himself. See the parallels? But I'm happy with how it came out, and I'm glad I did it, so... No, no regrets. Going in, I knew that I wanted fireworks. And I wanted surfing, or at least surfing references. Um, and there was going to be a ghoulish twin under the floorboards, but I didn't really have a lot outlined going in, and I wasn't sure where I was going with it, and it was just, I don't know. So we had seven people playing 11 characters, and it was a lot. It was a lot to write. It was a lot to organize and just wrangle everything together. But you know what, as much of a pain in the butt it is sometimes, it's it's always it's always worth it. It always ends up being worth it. So let me read the credits real quick, because it's a lot to keep track of. So it's me as Canary P.I., Tina Marie Sarah as Joe Woodward and Denny's wife, uh, Jenny Dyer as Canary's mother, uh, Julian Gilas as bus attendant bus driver Gerald, uh, Frank Guglielmelli as barkeep and Denny Durwood, Jackson Tyler Lee as hotel manager, and Marie G, the butcher. Tina reprises the role of Joe Woodward, 
um, who you know from the Langston Hill episode. Uh, Jenny reprises the role of Canary's nagging mother. She's always a treat to deal with. So in my efforts to try to get everyone together in this one big episode, I couldn't get in contact with Marie G. She just wasn't answering her emails or her socials. Oh, another thing. Sometimes I write with certain people in mind, but this script, I didn't do that. I just wrote a bunch of script and I, uh, I just wrote a bunch of stuff and I figured it out afterwards. So I was going to have Marie G audition for Denny's wife, but since I couldn't get a hold of her, I ran it by Tina. Um, but I was afraid since it was such a big character and she was already doing Joe, that it would be too similar sounding and it would get kind of confusing. So we made an agreement that if it didn't work out, if it sounded too similar, that we would just scrap it, which wasn't the case. <laughs> so from talking to her, she said she tried to sound uh, as annoying as possible. And I don't think it's annoying. I think it's, you know, car caricature E. I think it came out great. And boy, was it a different voice. You can't even tell it's her. So I got the lines from Tina, and then Marie G finally answers. But the part is done. The train has left the station, you know? No one's fault. That's just how it goes. Turns out she was on a hiatus from voice work, and she wasn't paying close attention to her, her messages. So I tell her I'm sorry, and that is that, and we'll try to, you know, do more stuff in the future. Like, there's no bad blood or anything. But I really wanted everyone to be in this, so... I was originally going to play the little part of the butcher where Canary tries to call his travel agency only to find that they're out of business and, you know, the closed up shop. And I was like, well, I, I make the rules. If I want a 1940s ladies butcher, then we're going to have a 1940s lady butcher. So I offered the road roll to her and she gladly took it. She wanted to be in it. She liked she liked doing the show. And uh, I think it was hilarious and I enjoyed doing stuff with her. So hopefully she's back for season three. I think there's a lot of funny moments in this one. I really like the back and forth between Canary and uh, the bartender. You know, the whole gag with not having uh, what he wants to drink. And he ends up settling for a hot can of beer after, you know, a big list of drinks that he wants. And then he has to deal with the hotel manager where everything costs a nickel. It kind of reminds me of like uh, Abbott Costello or Mark's brother type humor. Uh, and let's not forget... Julian Gilas is chilling and emotional performances as Gerald Durwood, the deformed and tragic separated conjoined twin. This was originally supposed to come out on July 4th, 4th July, uh, but I wasn't going to kill myself to get it done, so it just landed where it was going to land. So after all we did, it came out on July 14th, which was fine. It's still plenty of summer. It's in the hardest summer, and everything worked out, and it was great. So I think that's all I'm going to say right now. And uh, so, yeah, I want to thank everyone for a, a great season two. So much work and hours and has gone into it. We'll get back with the Canary in a Coal Mine and we'll start from the beginning of uh, season two and we'll cover all that stuff. And I'll try to dig up some interesting dirt. But really, there's not there's not a lot of uh, drama. I don't know <laughs> if there was... If we didn't get along so well, it, it, it would make this a little bit more interesting, but I still think it's fun to do. So yeah, everyone's great, and uh, I think it's been a success, and I want to thank everyone, and we're going to do more. I'm on board for season three. We'll see what happens. And yeah, that's it. This has been Canary in a Coal Mine talking about the dreaded drive-in of Doug Island. 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 
Island. All right, so one more thing I want to add that I forgot to um is that Dog Island is actually a real place. It's a it's a little crappy island off of um Florida, and I just thought I like the name of it. It sounded kind of menacing and it was weird. And reading reading the Wikipedia, it's like there's a lot of weird facts about it. It's just like this. It's almost desolate, but there's some people that are living on there. On the Wikipedia, it says there are no stores, restaurants, or public restrooms on Dog Island. A hotel, the Pelican Inn, closed in 2016. Now, doesn't that sound weird? And there was another um, fact that caught my mind. After World War II, Jeff Lewis, a Florida businessman, saw its potential as a vacation area and paid $12,000 for the island. And of course, it failed. And I just thought that was a weird factoid, and that kind of helped spark. Like, yeah, this is the place. This is where it's got to be. All right, that's it.